Hi, and welcome to the Law of Positivism podcast. I'm your host, Shireen, and I'm the creator of Law of Positivism. I'm here to help you on your spiritual and healing journey. I am a certified yoga and meditation teacher, a student of Chinese medicine, a doula, a Reiki practitioner, and a passionate, highly sensitive person. I want to use my knowledge to channel information and messages for you to grow on all levels. Hi, and welcome to the sixth episode of the podcast. I'm so honored and grateful that you're here and that you're sharing your energy, time and love in this podcast with me. Um, I'm super excited about this episode. I had the beautiful Jindea Barboza here today as a guest. She's a Venusian rose womb priestess of the Divine Feminine. And she's in full service and devotion to the goddess and to the awakening of the wild and ancient parts of you. And she shares her path into this work and how she got into it. And we have so many juicy topics today. We talk about Venus in astrology and the goddess Venus and how it relates to us and... um, We talk about walking the path of the divine feminine and about the healing and powerful and rich energy of the rose and the rose lineage. And we tap into Mary Magdalene and so much more. So I really hope that this can shed some more guidance and light into your life. Um, Jadea provides different mentorships. She does work both online and live with workshops and retreats so i'll put all the links to her in the show notes and i just hope that you enjoy this episode and that you can provide some feedback if you have any thoughts about the topics or any questions so just enjoy this episode hi judea Hello, sister. Hi, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me onto this juicy platform. I love it. I love <laughs> your work. I'm so happy that you're here and that you are sharing with the world everything that you do. It's it's so amazing. We connected through uh, Instagram and I've been just so touched by your work and and I just wanted to have you on to yeah let the listeners hear you and your mission and what you do so I'm super happy and grateful that you're here thank you so much beloved I'm so honored what a reflection you are Mm, thank (laughs) you so much and I just want to start by asking you uh, how you stay mindful and present I I feel that I am a very sensual and alive person and we have the full moon in Taurus right now yeah. and you know Taurus is a goddess of Venus and she is always heightened by her senses so touch taste smell it it's all like very heightened for her and so i feel the taurus like within my moon and my rising 
And so whatever I do, whether it's dancing or singing or being out in nature, barefoot, like walking in the grass or howling at the moon, there's this divine feminine essence that weaves through our bodies, no matter if we're female or male. And it's this state of flow, this this state of constantly like moving back and forth like water and being here, being presently here and being like drifted away, swept away. So I always give in to that flow state and mm-hmm. I travel back and forth between the, the spiritual realm and the material realm quite often. So I feel that it's just activated within me. Um, I don't really have a lot of time to practice like yoga or to like meditate. Um, but I do, I, I feel that we all have this like innate meditation where mm-hmm. it just comes to us without even thinking about it. And that's when I also call that like the sacred pause when, you know, we're not thinking of anything. We're just absolutely presently here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's so beautiful. <laughs> and you're so right because it is like innate within us and yeah. yoga and meditation are practices and tools. Yeah. And then, yeah we should actually be able to be in that state more naturally, but it's how we live and how society looks. That's why, that's why it's like that right now. So it's beautiful that you can, and I can definitely uh, agree regarding the, the traveling between these (laughs) two, two states because, and it's so obvious it can change from one day to another and you can feel very grounded and then you start moving upwards and, and, and just like finding the balance which is yeah. so beautiful and I think this full moon really represents that and it's so amazing that we're having the conversation today because this has been very powerful it's already getting dark here in, yeah. in Sweden it's very dark outside although it's 4 p.m so we're definitely having the dark period right now <laughs> we barely see the sun but it's it's really mystical and and beautiful so mm. yeah thank you so much for sharing and i would love for you to also tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you do and the work you do it's it's so beautiful and it's yeah i'm so excited for you to share thank you <laughs> so my name is Judea barboza and I am a Shemite priestess of the Rose lineage. Mm-hmm. And I work with women and also with men in how to reclaim our divine feminine power, our essence, and to live erotically alive and sensually alive. And I do that within the teachings of the Rose mm-hmm. and the teachings also of Venus. And so we may know a little bit about Venus, who was a Roman goddess and, you know, the Greek goddess who is kind of like a mirror to um, the Roman goddess. She is Aphrodite. Mm. Um, She was also my first love. And, Mm. you know, the goddesses of love, they come in many different, you know, skin colors and they have many different names. There's Oshun, who is, you know, an African goddess, and there's Lakshmi, who's a Hindu goddess, and they're all, Mm. they all represent the goddess of love energy. 
And they they all come from Venus too. Mm-hmm. And so with them, they they come with principles um, for me more than characteristics. And those principles are of truth and beauty and unconditional love and sensuality, um, justice, harmony, alignment, spirituality, um, and all of those lovely things. Mm-hmm. And um, I really like being on this path of the rose and walking the footsteps of the goddess of love. I have been in many circumstances, you know, on this journey, having human experiences, but also divine experiences. And sometimes these experiences take us out of the heart chakra. And sometimes we are pained and sometimes we are hurt by these experiences that we have in love. And so we use the teachings of the rose um, and the goddess of love frequency to bring us back to the heart center and to find um, the power and the magic and the divinity and the things that have hurt us. So I always see the blessings within the thorns, you know, of the rose. Mm So that's a little bit about uh, what I do. I take women mm-hmm. on, you know, journeys, um, like vision quests <laughs> mm-hmm. within the rose. Wow. And do you do uh, sessions online or just in in person? Like, how do you work with that? So I kind of like how I was talking about, um, you know, about uh, the mindfulness and the practice of the flow mm-hmm. state. I find myself in the city right now and... I have dedicated my life to this language and this understanding that no matter where I go, I carry these codes with me. And, you know, random people come to me every day in the city and they start like pouring their like heart out to me and talking about their mm-hmm. life. And that's a, a one of the best opportunities to talk about, you know, the teachings of the rose with, you know, random people in the city but i also have cultivated a a safe space online um Mm. where women find me and we have sessions online through zoom so i get to see their beautiful face and they get to see mine Mm. um and yeah i really love working online but i really love working in person like randomly Mm. like it just happens like synchronistically (laughs) Yeah, and that's so beautiful. And now with this opportunity like Instagram and YouTube and yeah. all other techniques, it's really, really powerful to share on a broader scale, scale and, and to connect with people you wouldn't just bump into as yeah. well. And I'm really, I'm really, really um, interested in the teachings of the rose and the, this lineage. I think many people might not know so much about it if you have the background and how you connected with that. Yeah, well, I grew up um, Christian. Hmm. So my parents were very religious. Um, I was Catholic and then I was also non-denominational. Um, and I we have stories in the Bible and, you know, the people that I connected with in the Bible were of course, Yeshua, the beloved Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. um, who was a part of the Rose lineage and his mother, 
Mother Mary, um, the Black Madonna, and Yeshua's beloved Miriam, um, Magdalene, Mary Magdalene, and his grandmother, Anna, I believe. They're all a part of the Rose lineage. And the Rose lineage um, stems back to ancient Africa and also Israel um, and ancient Kemet, which is also known as Egypt. And a lot of what Christianity comes from is from the Egyptian mysteries, the temples of Egypt. And so Christ's story of resurrection is kind of very similar to the resurrection of Osiris, where yeah. Isis resurrects her beloved and he becomes the, you know, the lord of the other world or the underworld. And he, you know, kind of is the guardian for people who are crossing over to the afterlife. And um, so the teachings of the rose, the lineage of the rose stems all the way back to um, Isis's lineage and the temple priestesses that would gather in the temples of Isis. Um, and you can even go all the way back to, you know, the ancient um, cities of Atlantis or Lumeria, you know, these are very mystical places that once um, existed and still exist on this earth plane. Um, and yeah, I, there has been since the beginning of us, since the beginning of humans or beings of, of any kind, we have had the teachings of the rose. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And, and it's a beautiful uh, symbolism. I mean, if you want to get into more about the rose and the, like the flower, how, yeah. how it connects with everything. Oh my God. <laughs> so <laughs> just like I have a rose in my hand right now. And mm. whenever I meditate on this beautiful being, I am brought first to her masculine presence, which is her stem. And here she has thorns on her stem. And if you touch it, it's a little painful. Um, it's thorny and it pricks you and you could possibly bleed, you know, depending on how hard you are pressing into her thorn. And when I'm here in this space with her, I feel, you know, the struggle of life. I feel the protection that she has and the protection of her love, of her beauty, her boundaries even. And this is what makes the divine feminine so precious. You know, she knows her, her, her beautiful, sensual, playful energy has to be protected. Um, or, you know, if without these boundaries, you know, something could possibly like take that, take her power away from her. And so she has these beautiful boundaries that she puts up um, and she finds the blessings within those boundaries and within her protection, within her thorns. And she is able to rise fully 
as a sovereign rose empress, the queen of all flowers. Um, so everything in life emits a frequency. And, you know, from humans to even the grass, like we all have this frequency and frequency is measured in light and in sound. And the rose, her frequency, she emits between a 328 megahertz frequency to a 528 megahertz frequency. Mm -hmm. And so her frequency is like divine it's so beyond divine and like i just imagine her like singing this precious song and like she is just like traveling from the root all the way up like to her crown chakra and is in the in this like angelic seventh plane state of meditation and nothing can bring her out of that like she is constantly in that state of vibration and here she is with her thorns and all and you know her full blossom and she's you know vibrating at this frequency and for us human beings we vibrate at a 62 to a 78 78 megahertz frequency and this depends on like what we're putting into our bodies so that could be our thoughts which are also um, can be measured in megahertz frequencies. So if we're thinking negative thoughts, our frequencies go down. If we're thinking positive thoughts, our frequencies rise. If we're drinking like coffee every day, which has, you know, a low vibrational frequency, or if we're drinking water every day, our frequencies either lower or they heighten. Organic foods, if we're eating lots of like candies or foods that have been genetically modified or made in a lab compared to foods that have grown from the earth. You know, these, everything has a frequency. So no matter what we're putting into our body, it's either, you know, our frequencies are going down or they're rising. And so, you know, I think of us as like trying to achieve to be the empress of all flowers here on earth while we're here. And, you know, our, our, our excellence, like our example that we have, our model that we have here on earth is the empress of all flowers, that which is the rose. And, you know, Venus is also very connected to that beautiful rose because she dances from um, our perspective, like an earth's perspective. She has this beautiful sensual dance with the earth, like every eight year rhythm. And she forms this geometrical pattern in the sky that's like a five petals rose. And it's just so beautiful. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful. I want to learn more about the rose. And I wonder also how, how, uh, how do you use the rose to heal and, and like, do you use it physically as well? Like the rose petals? Yeah, I do. Um, so a few things that I do, I love taking baths. Mm. Um, for me, that is like a time to just like really come back into center and it's a beautiful meditation as well. Um, I work with a lot of herbs and the rose is one of my favorites to use in my bath. 
Um, and yeah, I just like whenever I'm taking a bath and, you know, there's like lots of roses in the, in the water, I feel like she kind of like becomes me. Like I become her and we're just like one, like we are in like the perfect alchemy with like water and, um, like, yeah, it's just so amazing. Um, she absorbs into my skin and sometimes I'm just like there in my bath crying and talking to her and, um, we're just in this communion and it's just amazing. Um, I also take the rose internally. So I love to make rose tea. Um, I love making rose tinctures. Um, and, uh, you can also smoke the flower, the rose flower. You can like make a beautiful blend of lavender, chamomile, damiana, which is an aphrodisiac, um, which will leave you like feeling very sensual and like touchy feely, um, and roses. And I also meditate with her a lot. So, um, I would just like eye gaze with her while holding her. Um, but one of my most favorite practices is um, helping her to grow in rich soil. So if you have a garden, plant some roses. Um, mm -hmm. The bees, they don't really like to um, take her nectar. She doesn't really form a nectar for bees to have, but the bees really love roses. Like roses and bees just get along like very well. So mm. you'll attract bees into your garden if you grow some roses. <laughs> yeah. mm. That's really beautiful. So much we can do with, with the plants and yeah. herbs and everything. That's yeah. really a great way of looking at Because we when we see a rose, we don't immediately think that we're going to use it to just right. look at it. It, but yeah. <laughs> it is very enchanting. And that's why it's, it's like a very expensive plant. And it's it very, is. very like people just love roses. So there is yeah. a, a deep love because there's so many other types of flowers that are also very beautiful. But roses seems to always like be more in the center of focus. Yeah, yeah they are. Hmm. Yeah, there's also um, rose oil is pretty expensive, yeah. um, but I really love using rose oil to anoint myself. Um, mm. And one of the first places that I always go to, um, like intuitively, is my heart center mm. and will anoint the rose oil like on my heart center and um, usually like on my lips and on my third eye as well. Mm. Um, and you can, if you have rose oil, just always like intuitively go wherever your body is calling for you to go and to anoint, you know, you may be having trouble um, feeling safe to love again after a heartbreak or, you know, you are grieving at a time where, you know, um, you've lost a loved one. Mm -hmm. And you can always use rose oil to anoint those areas to bring back love and mm -hmm. acceptance and yeah. And is that essential oil or is it an oil that is blended with actual rose? Yeah, you can, you can definitely find essential oils like mm -hmm. at a health food store like Whole Foods or co-op. 
Um, or you can find blended oils as well. They, I've definitely have seen blended oils like Damiana and rose oil together or mm. cardamom and rose oil. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. That's a good and it smells good. so good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and it's really good for the skin. I've, I've used is. like oil on the skin as well. So yeah. it's really nice. And, and the connection between the rose. So when when uh, Mary Magdalene is depicted, it's u- usually like the color red and and the roses. So is she also more connected uh, to this lineage, or how mm. how how do you see that? Yeah, when I feel into the Magdalene, um, who is a priestess of the red rose. Mm. Um, I feel into my menstrual cycle, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, gives us power. Like, our, she helps us to activate our voice chakra, our throat chakra. Mm-hmm. Um, so women who have, you know, felt the witch wound usually um, have trouble coming out of the closet, of the, <laughs> of the broom closet, so they say. Um, and because they have this witch wound of, you know, being burned or, you know, some past life trauma that has happened to the witches, the empowered woman. Um, and so she gives, she, she gives us power back, you know, like she, she reminds us that we don't have to fear anything in this lifetime and that we can activate our voices and we can, you know, stand up for a cause. And um, she brings this like lioness energy to that area a lot. Mm. Um, so we can access like our feminine rage and to actually finally put that to rest and to rise into our divine feminine energy and bring balance and harmony back into the earth grids. And she also is the priestess of the womb. So the womb, the uterus, and our menstrual cycle. Um, Women, I feel, that bleed, um, that have, you know, the reproductive organs. When we start to become more aware of our four phases of our cycle and are able to track and to understand what phase we're in, we bring more power to us. So we are able to communicate, you know, to our loved ones, um, to our coworkers or our boss, what state we're in. So for an example, there's a full moon and usually there's a lot of women bleeders um, who bleed with the full moon or with the new moon or in between. And so I bleed with the full moon. And for me, like that is, being very extroverted, very nurturing. Um, and like, I'm like project driven right now Mm -hmm. in this time within my cycle and around the new moon, I get very introverted inward and I am activating this like, um, sensitive shamanistic, like woman, like crone woman energy, around this time and usually when women are bleeding with the new moon they you know they turn inward as well and it's like our winter phase 
Um, so we don't have a lot of energy during this phase. Um, and we turn inward to become reflect, like self-reflective of, you know, what's going on in our lives and what do we wish to see change? So we're kind of like planning, but we're making more like intentions more than we're planning. So, um, Mary Magdalene is a guide and a priestess and a facilitator of the blood mysteries. Um, and she brings women to the red tent. Um, usually a lot of women that find the red tent, which is a gathering space, a safe space for women bleeders to circle with other women and to sing songs, to dance, to talk about their stories of their own feminine journey to cry, to howl at the moon and be the wild woman that they are um, and to honor their womanness, the codes of the woman, the mysteries of the woman and to celebrate that. I'm, yes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so much. I, I, I'm so inspired and I want to share some things uh, regarding uh, Mary Magdalene as well it's it's so beautiful everything that you've shared and it resonates so much and yeah I feel like in my heart space that it's just so warm and and, and <laughs> energized right now and yeah it is a, it is a, a really it's like she comes to you uh in a certain time in your life yes. where you need to have that initiation so mm -hmm. I I I, I felt very called last year to go to Glastonbury in, in England. Um, and there, there's a Mary Magdalene church there. And the days I chose was actually one of those days that I was there was the Mary Magdalene feast day. Mm. You call that right. It's, it's yeah. so she's celebrated as a saint. And, and that was just coincidental. And, and, but it was a very powerful experience to be there because it's so energetically like like just so amazing yeah. that place in Somerset in England and and then after that I think I've just connected I've connected with this beautiful artist in in Australia that makes these beautiful depictions of hers like things have just come up around me with her <laughs> and and it's so beautiful and then i went to this uh workshop weekend uh, out in the woods here in sweden and we practiced our psychic abilities and we were going to do a meditation that was going to connect us to a guide or or something and it could be different things or pe people or beings for everyone so we were just going to go inward and start to see something and it's happened to me before and in in shamanic drum circles i've connected mm. to ishtar which mm. comes from my uh, or where my physical roots are in the middle east and um but in in this meditation i i was i think we visualized that we were on a beach and then i just saw a being walking towards me from far and I couldn't really see, but it was like the person had really beautiful, like ancient, <laughs> like a cloak, you know, and, and like really beautiful. And 
when this person comes closer, this being, I see that it is Yeshua, which is really interesting. I, I didn't gr grow up in in like a really a, a very spiritual family, but um, not like I I I never read these texts or was connected to one religion. Uh, but I saw him, and then as he walked closer, it, the shape turned into his mother, so Mother wow. Mary. And when this being came closer, the, sh the, the being was Mary Magdalene in the end. And, and holding a beautiful like bowl of water or something and pouring it mm. over me. And since then, like every time I, um, I tune out a yoga class uh, and bow down to my students, she comes up and I have to thank her because she has mm. guided me through the class, I believe. So I feel that connection with her. And yeah, it's, it's really, really beautiful. And it's just the consciousness is opening up again and awakening and remembering, uh, I feel. And that's so beautiful that it, this consciousness is waking up within so yeah. many people. That's how we share it and remember it together. Yeah. Oh, so it's yeah. really, really oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just love. So it's it's just so yeah. It it warms the heart so, and everything. It does. It does. Mm. Yeah, and I have visions of you know Mary Magdalene with all sisters like in a circle, and she's just like you know, coming up to each and every one of us and placing her hands on our heart and on our wound spaces. And, you know, water is like, like the energy of water is like coming and pouring out of her hands and mm. are in, entering into us from the heart space and from the womb space. And mm. here is where she activates us into, you know, the, the priestess lineage, the rose lineage and of the myrrh, like priestess of the myrrh, of the waters mm. and of the moon. Mm. And like we, us, us sisters are all connected. Like we're, all interwoven and it's so juicy and so mm. sweet whenever you come across a sister who has been touched by the magdalene from the womb and from the heart space you could just feel feel that magdalene energy within her yeah yeah and that's why we connect probably yeah to each other <laughs> in totally different continents and everything yeah. and, and and it's yeah this sisterhood is so important and that's one of my yeah, it's it's been these past years uh, uh, insight and a epiphany that this is the calling and that's yeah. that is what is important and so so powerful uh, yeah. and everything that you talked about with the cycles and the moon and and just having that awareness and yeah. taking back that power and and yeah using it for something good in yes. the world mm, that's the healing yes, yes i agree sister <gasps> yeah so <laughs> so exciting i'm so happy and today we have this full moon i don't know yeah. about you but this past <laughs> week it's been crazy it's yesterday we had the 11 11 portal mm -hmm. and activation and i think like 
my senses have heightened so much mm. the past few days. It's been a lot of like, like vibrations and frequencies that I hear with my physical ears that it's just, I'm just surrounded. So, uh, and we have this, I, actually my moon is in Taurus. I'm a cancer sun. <gasps> Oh and moon goodness. in Taurus. <laughs> my moon is in Taurus too. Oh. <laughs> and it's so, and that's why we can feel this. And yeah. I mean, I really felt it these past days with like the dreams I have. The, I think two days ago, I dreamt that I was like, I was like flying over a big city, like I think New York or something, but the water was so blue and clear, like in the Caribbeans. Yeah. And then I just see this huge horse that is as high as the you know this the the big skyscrapers and 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 just walking <laughs> walking around there so it's been really like it's it's not from this world it's something yeah. else and and this this night i also could feel it's like all the water within the body is like bubbling up right mm. <laughs> i love that feeling <laughs> and, and i don't want to do anything I, like i don't want to do anything but i have to do stuff but it's like finding that pause in between and it's so beautiful and i want you to share because you are i don't know if how you work with the venus energy but you are priestess of venus as well yes. right yeah. yes so if you want to talk more about that and and how i mean venus is the ruler of libra and taurus so yeah this is. is like the perfect day to talk about this <laughs> oh my goddess oh my goddess so uh, in astrology we have um uh i want to say two feminine aspects to look at um, and our natal chart, and that's the moon, and that's Venus. We also have like Lilith, um, too, who's a feminine aspect, and she actually has like this dark side to mm. the moon. Mm. Um, so Venus is reminds me of the heart center. So, how do we love? What do we love? What are we attracted to? Um, and what are the what is the dark side of? that aspects like um how do we love in our shadow how do we love in um all of the sins like the sins and the virtues of the heart space basically mm -hmm. um and so venus is a ruler of both taurus and libra yeah. and so she has like a sun and a moon basically she has this feminine aspect of her and then she has a masculine aspect of her so she is in this beautiful dance of the temple of the sun and the moon um and she's like very well balanced just as the rose is because the rose has the masculine part which is the stem and then the feminine part which is the flower on top um and so taurus being um venus's feminine aspect Taurus is like the Aphrodite who reincarnates on the earth to be human. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be human? What does it mean to have this body? Um, and how can I be human in this body having a fully human and fully divine experience here on earth? And how can I be playful in this energy she is like um the garden of eden 
and in the Garden of Eden, you know, there's, she's in nature, she's naked, she's like rolling around in the grass. Mm -hmm. And this is how she expresses herself sensually. She's like very comfortable in her body. So she's embodied. And I see her like flirting with the trees um, and like flirting with the water. She's like dancing and like in the waters naked and singing songs. And she's like very here on this earth. And when she eats, she eats as if she's making love um, to that fruit or to that food. And um, so all of her senses are heightened and the way that she expresses um, her her sensory like overload is through her sexuality through her through her sacral chakra and um she is a fixed sign so you know to me this is like she has a certain um way to her where she has to feel like alive like in her body um and erotically alive at that like passionately alive and when we understand what makes us feel alive like we become so fixed in that so <laughs> for Tauruses that could be sex that could be you know food that could be you know nature and we become very fixed in that. And sometimes it's hard to like break the spell because we know what works for us. We know, you know, what can bring us pleasure. Um, and so when I think of goddesses that stand for Taurus or that um, embody Taurus, mm -hmm. one goddess that comes to mind is Hathor who is an Egyptian goddess and who wear, who wears the, the bull, like she is the bull. And um, she honors animals and she is like the womb. Like um, she embodies Mama Gaia so much that she is the womb and mm. there is light in her womb and the light in her womb is Ra and Ra is the sun god. So she is the birther of like that energy of the sacral, of the yang, of the masculine, but she is also the feminine as well. So she is like in perfect marriage with the masculine, with the feminine. And um, there is Libra, who is the masculine aspect of Venus. And Libra, which is my sun sign. <laughs> <laughs> mm, so beautiful yeah. double double venus right? and your ascendant is taurus as well oh i know beautiful. yeah <laughs> so, so nice yeah <laughs> so you have so much venus so much you. venus oh my yeah. goddess <laughs> um so libra is the queen of the scales she is the mm. guardian of the heart and also of you know the feather which um, when I think of Libra, I think of Ma'at, um, mm. who is the Egyptian um, goddess, but she is also the principle of truth, of beauty, of harmony, of partnerships, of contracts, law, order, and yeah. So Ma'at holds the scales, and on this, on one end of the scale, there is a heart, and on the other, 
end of the scale, there is Ma'at's feather, which is the symbol of truth. Mm. And the heart and the feather must balance out together. So the heart must not be lighter than the feather. The heart must weigh, you know, the same exact as um, the weight of the feather. Um, And she is masculine in a way where she is defendant like on anything that she defends like in like she defends and protects what is sacred and what is right always so if there's like any injustice it must be dealt with right away but i feel that um you know she takes a while to make up her mind about it because she has to do it where beauty is brought and harmony is brought in the mix Um, So (laughs) if there is any injustice, it must not be met with anything out of beauty, um, anything out of harmony. Um, And um, she is much like Taurus in a way where, you know, she's very sensual and very playful. But I think of her as like the celestial of the of the you know, ethereal um, goddess of love. So she's like very in her mind um, and is very analytical, very much like a Virgo and kind of brings you like deep down into the depths of Scorpio. Like she's in between those energies of Virgo and Scorpio. Um, Mm. And, you know, partnerships and um, friendships, they mean a, a lot to the Libra. So how can we all come together and heal and love and how can we bring balance and harmony into our relationships and you know when I think of relationships I I see and feel that we're all in a relationship with each other Mm. um and how can we you know harmonize with each other and come to a place of understanding with each other and full acceptance of each other um and you know finding love and every moment no matter if the dark comes out or if Mm. it's light so the shadows the things that we may see as negative or as toxic even how can we bring love to those aspects um, and find the beauty in that so like for so many of us who have walked on this spiritual journey for a very long time now I find that there is like a generation of us who came in at a time where it was it's all love and all light and we kind of like um put the shadow side of us like mm-hmm. on the back burner and try not to look at that or try not to heal that it's all love it's all light and we kind of ignore the darkness um mm-hmm. but Libra holds the scales you know so she is able to see like both sides and she's able to honor and celebrate both sides. And, you know, when I think of um, the dark and the light, I think of just the feminine and masculine aspects. And I think of the sun and the moon a lot and how the moon shines in the darkness. And she, you know, is able to make flowers grow in the darkness. So there's like, there's this beautiful, there's this beauty in the darkness. Um, and, yeah when when we heal that we are able to rise in our full divinity you know darkness into light Mm. yeah so true 
and it's like just living up here in the north uh we have a lot of months of darkness yeah. i mean yeah, I it's do. literally like night outside now and it's not <laughs> even 5 p.m okay. and and what i hear and what i've experienced myself is that during this time yes because of lack of sun and things like that okay we're taking uh the vitamin sup supplements just yeah. to to not have that deficiency but yeah uh, besides that like the physiological people tend to feel yeah like they go inwards more at this mm -hmm. time but also feel negative emotions and then we're attributing it to the darkness but really the darkness allows us to go within and to mm -hmm. to deal with those things that we maybe during the summer like the, the brighter months maybe where you grew up is the same right yeah, you also have like dark and cold like it's snowing outside right now here yeah uh, so <laughs> it's the same type of climate and 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 we really have the seasons very like very clear seasons like the winter the fall so just like when we enter the scorpio season now it's really reflected in in nature and, oh yeah uh, yeah and, and, and it is very intense and um but it's so important too because that's just an important aspect of it is. living this life and living in this dimension yeah yeah and it's fall here um, so it's autumn and mm. you can see Scorpio like everywhere, like, mm. um, the trees, some, some are already like barely naked, you know, and mm. there are other trees that have not fully let go of their leaves yet, but the, the leaves, they change colors from yellow to orange to red to brown. And they're all in this process of shedding, of letting go, of dying, to be reborn again um, mm. when the sun comes back to play with us. <laughs> mm. And so, like, yeah, yeah, I see Scorpio all around. It's very intense, but there's also this beauty within Scorpio um, that, you know, we're able to go within and to look at our, our darkness and to make love to that, to make love to all the things within us that we don't find beautiful because mm -hmm. society says that it's not beautiful, but how can we see it as beautiful, you know? And how can we come into full harmony with ourselves and rise into our Rose Empress majesty with our darkness, with our thorns, with our hurt, and you know vibrate at a 728 megahertz frequency <laughs> mm. you know mm. yeah so beautiful and yeah how so the work you do if you want to share like what you're working on right now and how people can can work with you as well yeah. with what everything that you do so right now I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions of the Venusian Rose Womb activations. Mm -hmm. And so within those are four sessions that I do. Um, and yeah, we go from like the temples of the rose and learning about the rose lineage more in depth to 
the menstrual cycle, learning about the menstrual cycle. And if you're a man, this is like perfect because if you have a beloved, you get to understand her cycle and, you know, journey with her in her phases and understand her, where she's coming from, what she may need during her cycles. It's amazing um, to be, you know, a brother of the rose supporting your beloved rose <laughs> and um we talk about sacred sexuality we talk about tantra and hydroscamos um and we also practice um different um tools different spiritual tools um and meditations and asanas and mantras and affirmations that stem all the way back to um, e ancient Egyptian practices and tools. So we practice that within the within the Venusian rose womb activations. Um, yeah, yoni steam together. Mm. Um, yeah, we cry together. We laugh together. And we just dive deep into these mysteries of the Magdalene, of Venus, and the Rose. Um, and so I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions of that. And I also have a longer journey of that, which is the Magdalene Rose Womb six-month mentorship. Mm -hmm. And right now I am... Um, reading all the applications that have been sent to me and um, am... So excited for 2020 for when these active, like when this journey happens with, you know, the new women that are coming to me and wanting to explore and go on this vision quest of the Magdalene and of Venus and of the Rose Mysteries. And it's also like, it's what I'm passionate about um, mm. and what I feel I, I've signed up for in my past lives some vow that I, I made to just remember and mm. to go through, you know, the fires of transformation to get here now to just be a guide for other sisters that feel the call to be a leader and to be a priestess of these mysteries and to guide other women, you know, on their journey with them. Mm. Yeah, that's so beautiful <laughs> and such a beautiful mission. And yeah, so, so much. Yeah, it's it's a blessing to the world. So thank you so much for everything that you do. Thank you so much, beauty. I'm so happy that uh, we connected. I'm, so I'm, I'm going to share your links in the in the uh, show notes as well so if anyone wants to connect with you and you are also on instagram yes so yeah it's a beautiful and you have youtube channel as well i so do yeah it's also a beautiful <laughs> way to connect with you and see you talk and, and also on instagram so thank you so much i'm i feel so blessed to have you here on the show and i'm just excited to follow you on your path and to see how we connect again the next yes. time oh yes love i'm so honored to be connected with you mm. thank you so much i'm sending you so much blessings so much love sister thank, thank you. you thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope it brought so much 
abundance and love and light to you as it did to me. I'm so grateful for Judea's energy and uplifting soul. And I would love to hear your feedback, your thoughts, your questions. So you can either connect with me on Instagram at lovepositivism. And if you do just share a rating and a review on iTunes, I can pull an oracle card for you if you screenshot your your uh, review. And if you share it with others, that would make me so happy so more people can find the podcast. So let's breathe in together in through the nose and exhale through the mouth and enjoy the rest of your day. Namaste.